Hey everyone, um, I'm back again. Um, Adam's not here currently. Uh, he's still in that Bob the Babadook dimension. Like, if you don't understand what that's all about, check out last episode so you'll be caught up. Um, but apparently, I got like a little red book in the mail that told me to from the Babadook himself, and it just told me to come down to Adam's basement in about two weeks' time, and the Zex in about a minute here. So I guess it's about um, 30 seconds from now. Guess we'll see. Hey, Mr. Babadook. How's it going? Babadook. Yeah, that's good. Any way that we can get Adam back? So you're saying that if we do something bad, we can have Adam back? Babadook. Um, any suggestions of what we can do? Babadook. You want us to start a riot? Babadook. Okay, um, that's a deal. Um, can I have Adam back? What just happened? Um, well, the Babadook, in exchange for you to come back to the realm of whatever this realm is, said that we have to start a riot. Damn it. I guess we gotta find a movie that will help us start a riot. Yeah, because that's all we're good at, is, is watching movies. Yeah. Yeah. Down with the system! How's it going, everyone? Back again for the fourth time now. Um, this is Tyler. And this is Adam. And this is Pathetic Premiere. Yeah. We really got ourselves into it somehow. Like, it's only the fourth episode. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's going to get a lot worse <laughs> from going on here outward. Yeah. Uh, so what movie did we pick today, Adam? Uh, so we couldn't think of a good movie to start a riot, even though there's a million of them. So we watched The Joker. Yeah. Um, a quick segue before we begin. Um, hope everyone had a nice Halloween. Uh, and we would also like to thank uh, the people over at uh, Panning the Pages, another great podcast that you guys should listen to. They're on Spotify, and they helped us with our new name, if you didn't know about that, and our uh, cover art. Yeah. But, uh, the Joker is the Joker. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting movie. <laughs> it came out in 2019. Um, and it was directed by Todd Phillips. I don't know if I've, if I'm aware of anything else he's done, but, but this was good. Like, I'd, I'd be excited to see something else he was involved with. I'm just curious if he's gonna, like, try taking on any of the any of the other Batman villains, or if he's just gonna try, like, maybe a different villain in general, or just, like, a different hero, just different takes on different people. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I think that this is kind of what we need a little bit, like, the crazy blockbusters with, like, the world ending is great, I love that, but, like, just kind of a small, intimate film like this was a nice change of pace for that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um... But this movie came out in 2018, uh, 
was nominated for a bunch. And when I say a bunch, I mean a, a lot of awards. Yeah, we, we just looked at a list of them, and I've never even heard of most of them, which is probably a good sign. And it won two Oscars. Yeah. One for the best lead actor with Joaquin Phoenix, which is playing the man himself. And uh, best score, which Adam could talk a lot about that. I'm going to get it out of the way. I didn't hate it, and I, I didn't love it. <laughs> so, Adam, what is this movie about? Um, it is about a guy with a bunch of mental disorders that um, feels like society has abandoned him. Perfect. Yeah. So it sounds like me on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, so we should be able to really start a riot if we can really empathize with, with this guy. Yeah, we should figure out like what's bringing him down and how he starts a riot, I guess. Yeah. So I guess um, maybe we should start with what's bringing him down. What's bringing him down is pretty much is people and society in general. Like We can see that from the very opening scenes of how basically he works for a clown industry, like a rent-a-clown almost, if you want to go with that. And he... Uh, his sign gets stolen from him. Which, first of all, why is a place going out of business trying to rent a, rent a clown? Yeah, I feel like there's easier ways to draw business. Well, I mean, it's already going out of business. There's probably no way to turn around. Right, but I mean, you could just have a normal person hold a sign saying, hey, like, clearance sale instead of, like, a clown. That probably costs more. Yeah, well, this is the 1980s, yeah. Yeah, that's what so. Um, and, like, we see, like, some kids take a sign, um, and, like, the kids, he's mad at the kids, uh, he's chasing after them in the middle of New York, or Gotham, in a sense, and... Or Chicago. Or wherever, <laughs> whatever version of this, uh, version of the Joker, um, by the way, this is not taking place in the DCEU, this is not... Unfortunately. This, this is its own... Separate universe that might be added on to in the future or not. Yeah. And no one's helping him. No one's like, hey, um, he's yelling, stop those kids, and nobody's doing a thing. I, um, one thing with him chasing him that, like, is probably a small thing, but I do want to comment on is, like, they round a corner, and he rounds a corner really badly and just, like, like, just wipes out. And I, I think a lot of what makes Walking's, um, performance really good is like he has a lot of weird physicality with it and i think that's like one of those moments like i don't think very many other people would wipe out the way he does and just like spring back up like that like he just throws himself into the ground well and i think even a lot of stunt people would probably be like no i don't want to do that when he goes around the corner though in the alley doesn't he get hit by the sign um, that happens, like, a second later. So he rounds the corner and, like, super biffs it. And you can see his face, I'm pretty sure, so it's not a stunt person. Oh. And then he gets up and is running again, and then they hit him with a sign, and he get wipes yeah. out again. Uh, because I know later in the movie, he does another chase where he gets hit by a car, and I'm pretty sure that's still Joaquin. Yeah, I, I think that is, too, because I'm pretty sure you can see him pretty good in both shots. Yeah. But. Uh, and basically he just has, he has had abusive past, he's 
been dealing with a lot of stress, a couple of mental dis- disabilities. I like one of the first scenes um, is he talks to um, like a therapist or something, and he's poor, so he can't afford one. So it's like one like the state offers, I guess, or something. And he's like, hey, I'm pretty sure I told you that I want to be a comedian and some other stuff. And she's like, I don't think you told me that is obviously not listening to him. And then later they talk and the exact same thing happens where like, like, she's like, I don't think you told me that even though you watched him tell her that. So like, we don't know, really know if she's not listening or if there's some sort of, he's saying it in his mind a lot of it. Right. Either way, I thought that was really interesting. Like, if um, she's not listening, that's, well, yeah, like, of course he's mad. Like, even the little bit of help he gets is terrible. Or if he is so crazy, he doesn't even know what he has or has not said to someone, that's probably even worse. So, either way, that's really cool to me. Because, like, what's the main thing that's getting to him? It's um, the whole laughing issue. Yeah, um... I was curious, like, I wasn't curious enough to look it up. I wonder if there'd be, like, some combination of things that could, like, somehow cause that. There, there has to be. Uh, for the viewers at home that has not have not seen the movie, first of all, go see the movie. Uh, second of all, the, his whole thing is that whenever he's, like, in stressful anxiety situations or some, something's bringing him, to, him down, he... He uh, gets nonstop laughing fits. He physically cannot stop until the stressful situation dies down. This leads to a lot of very uncomfortable moments where he's like sitting there and like he looks like he wants to cry, but he's laughing like a maniac. And like usually it's like a long shot, like the camera just fucking lingers on him for like like a minute while he's doing that. You're like uh, the, the, the first time I see it when he's in the bus, this bus scene, it's just like. When, when he's trying to make funny faces at the kid, and the woman is, like, just yelling at him, and he's, like, pulls out his card, he's just, like... Yeah, he can't even actually speak, so apparently he needs cards to tell people if he starts freaking out too much what the problem is. Exactly. But... Um, and then we look at his home life, which is in this, like, downtown, sh- sketchy Chicago apartment, living with his mother... I'm going to derail this a bit. Do you know who played his mother? Because she looked very familiar to me, but I couldn't figure it out. Give me, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> See, let me find out. I I actually really kind of liked her performance, even though it was really small. Um, I have, like, a bunch of... Uh, Frances Conroy. What has she been in? She has been in... American... I know her from American Horror Story. I've never seen her in any of her other movies. Oh, Sleepless in Seattle. She's a witch, and there's probably other things in other seasons in American Horror Story, and that's why she looked familiar to me. Uh, Speaking as we go along with the cast and everything, some of these cast members are insane like robert de niro's in it yeah that, i didn't know he was in it i didn't look very close at the box or anything so i was like oh hey well, he popped up that was like a surprise and then another good good act actress is as zazie beats yeah and she was um uh domino right when, yeah yeah all right and then she hasn't really been in anything else 
Um, other than that, it's pretty much same old, same old people. Nothing like too crazy. Yeah. There, there's the legend himself, though, walking, obviously. Yeah, if we well, haven't said that enough times already. Which he did win Best Actor. <laughs> yeah. Which he, he's been in just a ton. Now that I say that, he hasn't been, like, crazy things, but, like, this is, like, he was in Brother Bear. <laughs> what the hell is he in Brother Bear? In Brother Bear, he was... Uh, he was... <laughs> he's gonna be at the bottom. Oh, he's... I don't know who that is. Canal. Uh, who was Canal? That, that's the trivia fact of the day. You got three seconds to figure out who Canal is. Three, two, one. <laughs> it took us longer. <laughs> uh, do, uh, you guys, guess what? You guys have like ten more seconds. <laughs> oh, he's like the brother. He's the one that's turned into the bear. No, no, no. He's like the brother that gets killed. Oh, I think. Spoiler alert for Brother Bear. We'll get there at some point. <laughs> He's the brother that gets killed. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes him, like, chain because the bear kills the brother. Right. And the, yeah. Right. So the other brother takes revenge, and then that's when he turns into the bear. Right. Yeah. Anyway, back on track with the movie. <laughs> um, we find he's in a shitty uh, upscale, uh, upscale apartment in New York. A just shitty apartment. It has, like, one of those, like, metal doors that you have to close. <laughs> Um, and he's making faces at this uh, mother and child again. And this time they seem to be, I'm going to say seem, they seem to be accepting of his weird faces. Exactly. Um, then we meet his mother, and his mother, uh, just kind of going through his nightly routine with his mother, just kind of supper time, bath time, and then bedtime, and... She's addicted to TV. Well, yeah. I mean, like, when you're housebound, like she is. Yeah. Because after what we get into a little bit later here um, about how the Wayne family kind of screwed her over, kind of, in her mind, um, she, you know, she's, it's kind of understandable what she's gone through. Right. What she thinks she's gone through, should I say. I also really like that he has to give her a bath. Like, how awkward would that be? Pretty awkward. <laughs> but I feel like uh, at everyone points in life, they kind of have to help their parents out. Yeah. I, I just hope that I don't ever have to give them a bath. But, but yeah. Um, uh, then we get introduced to... Wait, there is one thing from that scene that's... Um, he has his fantasy about being on um, the talk show oh, because she's oh, watching, and then he. Um... Whoa, that's what I was just about. To oh, get okay, into. Okay. yeah, because they're they're watching his favorite TV show, um, Joker's favorite TV or uh, Arnold. Uh, yeah. Oh no, Arthur. Arthur. Yes. Uh, Arthur, because this is the first time that we ever see Joker's actual first name, Arthur Fleck. Fleck. And we see his show run by Robert De Niro, which is kind of your just Saturday night like talk show. Your like like your he's like um, Colbert, yeah, Colbert. Uh, your um, there's Conan, Conan etc. Yeah. Just your talk show host that does his opening monologue. 
which is played by Robert De Niro. Yeah. And um, he has, like, kind of like a weird fantasy where he's, like, sitting in the audience, and because he laughs uncontrollably, um, De Niro notices him and then, like, points him out and is all weird about it and makes, like, like, derails his entire show to make it about Arthur now. And he he imagines saying sweet things about his mom and stuff, so the audience sympathizes with him. Exactly. Which then we find out that it's just... Because this is just kind of like it, like does it? The camera moves in such a way where we don't know if this is kind of like real life, a flashback, or flash forward. Yeah, but yeah, maybe that's what actually happens in the last night. What last night? Like so, the weird thing where he says sweet things about his his mom is what actually happens at the end of the movie. He just imagines. But it's, it's, it's this movie's a mind fuck at the end. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much just runs in the day of life. Um, he goes to work the next day, gets handed a gun because by his coworker thinking just like, oh, hey, you need more protection out there. Um, here you go. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting too because if I remember correctly, he he's like, but I'm not allowed to have a gun probably because of his problems and stuff. Like he's aware it's a bad idea, but this like dude can just easily manipulate him into taking it anyway. Exactly. But and then uh, we see him at a like kind of like writing his own jokes. Oh, yeah. Along the way. Yeah. And I, I'd be curious um, if they actually made, like, a little joke book or something for him. Kind of just, like, uh, like, kind of like how the Babadook's, like, red book. Yeah, like, how it was a real thing. Because that'd be sort of cool, like, if, um, I'm sure they probably sold it on eBay if they actually made oh, it. Like, like, because I know, like, they, like, for the people that have seen, like, Gravity Falls, they make, like, the, the actual hardcover of the three books. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Like obviously, it's just like kids like uh, crosswords, etc. But like, still, it's right. still pretty cool just to have like the three books. Yeah. Anyway, um, he then meets up with his almost like love interest in a sense, uh, the person that he met in the elevator. Yeah, and they decide to go on a date. Yeah. Well, okay. So before he just meets her, he like creepily follows her around for a whole day and like watches her drop off her kid watches and her go just... to the park exactly um yeah then he just asks her if he wants to, he's going to be performing at this comedy club just to kind of like wow her and she she surprisingly just says yes even though this guy stalked her around New York for an entire day yeah yeah, and she, she noticed, too. She's like, you've been following me, right? And he, I don't remember what he says, but he kind of turns it into a joke, which diffuses the situation, which is actually pretty slick. Yeah. Um, at this point, he goes home again. Another day passes, and nothing really happens at home. He then gets goes to the comedy club the next night. I think he just flash-forwards to the comedy club. I'm pretty sure it does. And then he just uh, has the show of his life. Like even the it cuts away from the 
the story and just like plays music in the background while he does a whole bunch of actions. Yeah, I before that happens though, there's like probably a moment where it's how it actually is, not how he imagines it. Where he like goes up there and can't even like say his first thing because he's nervous and laughing like a mania, and people are just sitting there coughing and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and it's... like I don't remember what he says, but it is not funny, and there's no reaction at all. And then after that, then it's like he says something that apparently is hilarious, and everyone well, like busts what? up laughing. Exactly. He, he, like I, I feel like he has the opportunity of like doing good things. Yeah. Uh, but after that, it kind of just flash forwards again to him at home watching the Murray show again. Yeah, and is he on Murray show this time, or is that later? No, this yeah. is the time where he has the gun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where he's just having a fun time holding a gun. He's like, yeah, I'm the man of the... T- I'm the king of the island. I love... I don't know why I even remember this. Probably, probably just because it is really great, but I like... So he has a gun, and he's playing with it in the living room, and he's like, hey, want to dance to a lady that obviously isn't there? And he's like, like, I'm a good dancer. Do you know who isn't a good dancer? Him! <laughs> he the gun and shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> Your delivery is much better than his. It's like, yeah. it's like him. <laughs> it seems like it's something like '60s cartoon. Show. Yeah, it's something like Batman and Joker would pull back in the day. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that is the plot of an Adam West episode. There, where it's like, okay, I guess I have to find the Joker because he shot some dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, he flash forwards again to a him performing at a children's hospital. Uh, it's not necessarily Arkham. It's just some random children's hospital. I, I think it's like St. Jude's. Like, they all look like they're probably sick. Yeah, like, some sort like of cancer. actual even. sick, sick, yeah. And as he's doing his little, like, uh, giddy-up, just kind of, like, kicking his toes up, we, he drops his gun and uh, that he has in his pockets, and he screams... I like so I think most movies it would be like the gun drops and then he, he, you have a reaction shot of him freaking out. But this movie, because it's great, has like a scene where he's like trying to pick up his gun and he's like kicking it across the room and being like an idiot. <laughs> I think that I really like that how it's just like instead of just cutting to him being in trouble, it's like him continues he continues to be stupid for a little bit. Exactly. Uh, he then gets fired via telephone booth. I bet that that has not happened to very many people. Oh. Well, well, viewers, tell us if you got fired from a telephone booth. <laughs> I wonder, uh, Joker had to call his boss about it, not like... Yeah, like, there's been no way his boss could call a random telephone booth that he actually picks up. <laughs> um, he... Yeah, and then after that, he just kind of mopes around for a little bit. He's just like, ah, fuck. What do I do now? He then goes on a subway to, uh, just to get a ride home and just say goodnight, basically. Yep. And he gets there, and there's an ambulance. No, no, no. no? Oh. This is the subway scene of... Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the mind. main conflict of the movie. Never mind. Okay, okay. So he goes onto this subway... And there's um, a bunch of, like, um, kind of 
Wall Street trader type looking dudes who are harassing. I think a it's like woman. I think it's like prom night or some sort of dance. Yeah. Because they're all kind of dressed up. Yeah, but. And um, this lady's having none of it, and I don't remember what he says. I, I think he he's like said stop it or something. I think he kind of just like, or he laughs at some sort of joke they make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it. He, he, they say something stupid. He starts laughing, and they're like, "Do you have a problem?" And then he starts freaking out. So he really starts laughing. And they're like, "This dude's got a problem," and they're like coming up and. And harassing him then. Yeah, and he can't stop laughing because it's such a nervous situation. Yeah. They, like, rip off his, like, wig at one point, I think, or just get him down to the ground, at least. Yeah, they're, they're going to beat on him, like those kids, except they're bigger than those kids. And then, at one point, he his gun falls out of his pocket again, and just sheer will of an instinct, he just picks it up and shoots. And there's blood a surprising amount, actually. <laughs> and he shoots He shoots the other kid while the third kid is just running. He's just like, oh, fuck. We better get, this guy means business. We've got to get out of here. Yeah, and uh, um, the the Joker chases him. I like, so, like, the, the train stops that they're on, and there's, like, a moment I think is really cool because I've never really considered this, but if a dude was going to tr- kill you on a train and the train stopped... And you're, like, trying to game it. You're like, do I leave or do I stay on it? And there's, like, a moment where they're both, like, kind of standing by, like, different doors on different cars trying to figure out which way to go. Is is he going to stay in? Is he going to go up? (laughs) And um, the dude picks out, but he picks it too early, and Joker's able to easily follow him. And just shoot him in the legs and just call it. Yep. And then he walks up and unloads whatever was left in that gun in this dude. And then just... Books it. Yep. Um, and then he finds, like, this nearest, like, weird bathroom that's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and one of the most interesting scenes that I've seen in a movie recently is just him dancing to this cello that's playing. Yeah. And, like, the weirdest dance moves I've seen. So, that kind of... I didn't consider this all just now, but, like... So, he's, like, dancing. He's being all weird and stuff. And presumably, he's dancing to music, but there isn't really music. So, does he hear the score in his head? I would have to say so. <laughs> With as much as mindfuckery this goes on. <laughs> so, the score is probably... Like, he's probably always just hearing that in his head. Like, that's just his theme song that he's, like, always humming to himself. Well, I mean, uh, until later in the movie where he gets a different theme song. Yeah. When everything's going his way. Yeah. Um, the next big story beat, nothing really happens until... It's pretty much another date. Um, no, uh, th- then he goes home again because of the ambulance. Or is Sometime true? before this, he told her, his mom tells her that he thinks that, um, um, oh, yeah, Thomas because, Wayne. yeah, because the, uh, yeah, that happens first because he doesn't do it until he comes back from, uh, either one of the two locations with Wayne's. Yeah. Um, he then he goes to, uh, Wayne Manor, surprisingly. He sees a little boy. Playing on the swing set. Who is that little boy, Adam? It's Bruce Wayne. Um, who is he? Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh yeah, he's Bruce Wayne right now. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, he then 
One, one thing, so this is a minor nitpick. It's, I don't think it's even really a nitpick because it adds to the movie, but I think it's hilarious that they built like a little playground for him to play on at the border to their giant residence when it could have been anywhere yeah, deeper in there. And then immediately Alfred yells at him. He's like, what were you doing near the border? <laughs> uh, uh, he, yeah. It's just, uh that means the Wayne Manor has to be like 40 acres. Yeah, it's just like he puts it like the one place he doesn't want Bruce to actually be. Because, because he actually wants to talk to Tom just to see if his mother is telling the truth. Right. Yeah, so... Um, uh, like during... Uh, just to talk about what Tom, what's going on with Thomas Wayne. Um, oh, Bruce Wayne's dad. Uh, he's he's running for mayor? Yeah. Yeah. Mayor. Uh, and basically... What's going on is he's dealing with some sort of trash situation, I think. It's yeah, some I sort know. of trash situation. Let's put it... Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was, like, a strike, so the um, tra- garbage people aren't picking up yeah. garbage. And that, that's, why, that's why we see garbage everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um... During all this, he holds a gap. Because directly right after this, he goes to a gala that hold held by Thomas Wayne. Kind of breaks himself in and dresses up as a bellhop and just watches a movie for a little bit and then find sees Thomas Wayne sees him go to the bathroom and like ask everything about him. Yeah, so he goes um, into the bathroom and. Just sits there and stares at him while he pees uh, at a urinal. <laughs> and Thomas is like, do you want something? And he's like, yeah, you're my dad. And and, and Thomas is like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, who told you that? My mother. What's your mother's name? Oh, Fleck. Yeah, and he's like, no, she she's just crazy. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not, just... And he's like, you did not just call my mom crazy. And he does yeah, like he's a little like, snap. He's like, mm-mm. He, he's <laughs> like, go check Arkham Records. And and then... That'll um, prove it. And even though he does check Arkham Records, eventually, in the moment, he's still like, my mom's not crazy. And Thomas is just like, like punches him and is like, get out of my face. Yeah. He, he, he then goes home and just kind of sulks out. Like, he goes home and this is where... Well, finally at the ambulance scene, everyone. Yes. Yeah. He's at the ambulance scene, and his mother had, like, some sort of, like, panic attack. Yeah, and um, there's some detectives that want to know about something, but... We don't know what. Yeah, but he, he's he's going to ignore them and go to the hospital like probably almost anybody would. True. He then just um, goes to the hospital and stays with his mother. At this point, his um, girlfriend, yes, no, maybe so, just is sitting there watching TV with him, and they see the, the Murray show come on. And what does Murray play? He plays a clip of um, Arthur thinking he's doing a great job at the comedy club, but he's really just being awkward and and laughing a bunch, and um, Murray makes fun of him as just like, yeah, like people, everyone thinks it can be a, co- a comedian, they just have to laugh at themselves. Yeah, and everyone just, he does not, 
Arthur is not very happy with all this. He's like, uh, every, he's like, the whole world is against me, blah, blah, blah. And um, then the, the cops start questioning him, too, then, and they're just like, hey, do you know anything about those three guys that died? He's like, my, my, mother just, it, my mother just got sent to the hospital. I don't want to talk about this. Yep. The next day, however, he goes to Arkham Asylum. Not Arkham Asylum. Arkham Hospital. Arkham City. Arkham City is <laughs> hospital. Whatever. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, whatever it is. He, um, he, and then he tries to get the report about him and just to like, see like what went on in his past that he cannot remember. And um, the dude says that he can't give it to him, so he steals it from the clerk or whatever you call yeah. the... And just runs and reads it all. Like, and here's the thing: Why does he read it in the stairwell? Yeah, like anyone could just like come by and just be like, "Oh, hey, it's that guy holding that stuff that we all just heard was stolen. <laughs> Let's get him." That goes down the stairwell. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, and then he starts kind of remembering. I assume he repressed these memories, but and, he starts kind of remembering about his well, crappy yeah. childhood. And just because of how he got abused by his father and then his mother. Which all this could have been, like, gone away. Like, his whole childhood would have been way better if the Waynes just adopted him. After his crazy mother were just was just like, he's your son, take care of him. Bobo. Yep. And they should have just believed her and just adopted him. Yep, they, they would be alive to this day. Uh, well, not necessarily. Oh. <laughs> uh, he then, after all this happens, he's he's like, you know what? This is, I'm done with everything. Uh, he goes to the hospital, takes a pillow, and smothers his mother. Yep. He's like, I'm done with you. No more. And then he goes to the apartment building and goes into the own apartment. And finds out that none of his gr- girlfriend was real. Yep. So I, that w- was like sort of ruined for me, but I don't think I would have seen that coming if I didn't kind of already know that that was going to happen. The Babadook's trying to get him. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, it's. I feel like once you're inside your apartment. I feel in like definitely Chicago. I feel like you should lock your doors or New York. Like that. Yeah, wherever it is. Yeah, but yeah. So he just like walks in and like um that that to me was like a like a kind of like crazy scene. Like he just walks in like oh shit, this is gonna go so bad. <laughs> like that's probably one of the most tense things I've seen in a while. Him like just sitting there and she's like, I don't know who you are. Please leave. And then he just gets all sad and runs away. At this point, I think he watches Murray one more. As Murray's going on, he kind of just gets into your favorite scene. Oh, um, when he acts it out, yeah. Um, so there's like a scene where he must have been invited right before this. They invite him to go on the show. Well, no, no, that's no, like because he spends like twelve hours in the thing of your scene, and then the phone rings. Are we talking about when he's rehearsing it? No, I'm talking about the the fridge. Oh yeah, okay. So um, he um starts 
pulling a bunch of stuff out of his fridge while the camera slowly zooms in on him and you're just like, okay, I guess, and the phone's ringing this whole time and it's like the answer machine goes off and it's like the cops trying to get a hold of him. And after he's pulled everything out of his fridge, he climbs inside and just shuts the door and, and apparently sleeps in, in the, the fridge. For like 12 hours. Yeah. Then he answers the voicemail and finds out the Murray Show wants him on because his clip did so well. Yeah. Yeah. He never sees a voicemail about the cops. Unless it skips that, like, is... Unless it goes, like, oldest message, newest message to oldest message. Yeah, I... Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was gonna come up with a crazy theory how, like, the voice message isn't real or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he just... Uh, he's like, okay... I need, uh, everyone's, the world's against me, I need to fucking screw them up. Yeah, so, um, he is like, yeah, I'll go on, Murray. And then my other favorite scene, um, he keeps playing like a, uh, like he must have taped an episode and a guest comes out and is like all suave and like makes a great entrance and the audience loves him. He's like, man, I want the audience to love me. So he sits there and tries rehearsing exactly what the dude does, like doing the exact same motions as this guy who's walking on the show in his apartment. And I don't know why I really love that though. Yeah. I, I, I really like it too. Just see him just like all jazzed finally. Yeah. He's like, I am going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking do something. Yeah. Um, at this point, he's like, I need to get into character. Uh, at this point, he starts putting on, it's the day, it's the morning of the show. He starts putting on makeup and everything. And just gets everything, his whole, he dyes his hair green. Yep. Gets everything ready for, like, almost mimicking his mask earlier when he killed the three kids. Yep. And, um, as he's putting all that on, um, some of the people that, the dude that gave him a gun and, um, uh, uh, the little short guy. Yeah, uh, and uh, oh. another um, clown come to his his house, and um, they're like, "Why are you all dressed up? Like, like you're not a clown anymore, are you?" And he's like, "Oh, my mom died, so I'm celebrating." Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, we we just thought we stopped by just to see how you're doing. Hope everything's okay. I'm sorry about the whole gun situation. Yeah, uh, um, by the way, can you, like, tell them that that is not my gun? And, um, then he flips out and kills the dude that gave him the gun. And then the other guy is just freaking out. <laughs> and, oh, and one of my favorite scenes, uh, is, or, he's like, like, Joker's just like, because he, like, head-butted this guy. Yeah. And just to make him go down, blood's all over Joker at this point. Um, he's just like, oh. Hey, you know that show, the Murray show? I'm going to be on that tonight. <laughs> just blood all over And, and he's, the other guy is just having like a panic attack. He's like, uh, yeah. Um, um, he's like, you can go now if you want. Oh, really? <laughs> he's like cautiously like walks up to him and cautiously steps over the body and runs to the door. Oh, no, no. Then he, then he goes to the door and the door is like locked. Oh, yeah. He has to walk over and open it for him. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he just squeezes out the crevice of the door. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty great. Um, he... And then Joker puts on his whole outfit that we know the Joker in. Yep. And then, my honestly, my favorite scene in the movie, 
of any of the 2020 movies. Well, second favorite. There's another one on the top of the 2020 Best Picture. Movies. Is it every single part of 1917? <laughs> no, the 1917... <laughs> um, uh, my, my, my favorite part of 1917 is the... Poor Warfaring Stranger. Yeah. And, yeah. That onward. Yeah. Anyway, where uh, he basically just goes this whole dancing seg- sequence that you hear, like the music is like almost played like at a football game, just like da da da, hey, ba-dum, ba-dum, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm surprised he didn't slip because it's like almost winter out there, isn't it? Yeah, and, well, it's weird, because those stairs actually exist, so he's dancing on stairs, and they actually filmed him do it on stairs, I'm like, like I'd be afraid to do that, because it's, it's not like they could have, like, a little mat to catch you, because it's an actual concrete stair that he's halfway up, and he's, like, jumping around and being crazy, I, I can't believe they actually did that. Exactly. Um... At this point, the cops see him at the top of the stairs, and we're just like, oh, hell no. This is not going to end well. Yeah, so they're like, hey, he's like, oh, no, and runs off, and they chase him, and then he gets hit by the car. Yeah, he gets hit by a car, and then we're fucked. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't not get hurt even worse than he did. <laughs> he probably has, like, a broken, like, like, his foot is broken or something the whole rest of the movie, but he's just so determined. He just goes like nothing's wrong. He finally like gets to a subway car that gets him to Murray, and it's just like the like the cops are still chasing him the entire way, and we're just like, oh no. Yeah, so they're chasing him through a subway, and we probably kind of skipped this, but um, Thomas Wayne called um, the poor people clowns, so now they're all dressing like clowns too, and then also partially because they think that the clown that killed those three guys is like a hero. And, um, so he dresses like one of those clowns so they can't see him, and then, like, kind of, I don't remember how it happens, like, one of the cops, like, hits a random person that's not him or something stupid. Yeah. Or, like, like, like I, I don't know. Like, he pushes someone or something, and then they freak out and, like, beat the cops to the edge of death while he escapes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like, and those two cops get killed in the middle of everything. And yeah. And we're just like, oh, Okay. He finally makes it to Murray. They get put into... He gets put into makeup right away. Yep. And the guy's like, you really want to go out there like this? Yeah, like, that's kind of a bold political statement right now. And he's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And we're just like, oh, oh, okay. And then he goes out on the show, and he tells a joke. Uh, He's like, like, he's like, knock, knock. Who's there? I honestly forgot the rest of the joke. Fuck. Um, <laughs> That's how it actually it's, goes. <laughs> it, it's, uh, no, it's like um, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, uh, Nobody. Your mom's dead or something. Yeah, your mom got hit by a car and she's dead now. And everyone's like, "That's not polite." Yeah, it's just like, what kind of joke is that? We don't do that. And he's like. I don't know, that's that's just what I wrote here. I have another joke for you. Uh, he's like, no, no, we're good with the jokes. Uh, speaking of which, before all this, as he comes on, he's almost does everything perfectly of how he reads. Yeah, he... He, uh, he was just like, shook the hands correctly, gave the one woman a kiss. 
Yeah, and the, the crowd is like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. And and then, um, even though uh, Murray doesn't want him to tell another joke, he, he says something like... I don't know if you... He's just like, hey, uh, buddy, this is not how this works. He's like, uh, it's, sorry, Murphy, it's been a c- couple rough weeks, if you know what I mean, after I killed those three Wall Street guys. And he's like, what's with you? Like, that, that's not a good joke. That, that That's disgusting. He's like, no, I actually killed those Wall Street guys. And Murray's like, are you fucking serious? He's like, and then he looks at his like assistant and just like, and his assistant's like, yeah, just like 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 finish it up, go to commercial or something. Just um, do something. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Um, he yeah, he's like, you know, that's really bad thing. He's like, yeah, that's me now. And he's like, why would you do that? Like, those people probably had a family or something. He's like, well, if it happened to me, you wouldn't care. So I don't care that it happened to them. And he's like. Um, he's like, society's always against me, blah, 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 blah. He's like, hey, buddy, I have a wife and kids at home. I, everything's going great. Everyone's loving everyone. He's like, that's what you think, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, um, that's when he shoots him, right? No, no, he's like, I've got another joke for you. He's like, no, I think we're going to cut to a commercial, everyone. Oh, what do you get when you cross a... A psychedelic murder clown with a, a, a with a father that does not want to talk to him, and a society that treats him like shit. shit. Boom. Yeah. And then it just cuts to like the red, white, and blue, like all the color commercial. Yeah. And it's just like, come on. Yeah. So he runs out of the studio, I guess, and there is a full blown riot going on where people are like. Destroying everything and it's it's going on almost people. almost like every single like news channel. Yeah, and um, during the riot, um, a certain important person who was running for mayor and his wife gets shot as their kid stares at that. Yeah, yeah, and, and Joker gets hit by a car on the police car. <laughs> Why does he keep getting hit by stuff? <laughs> and then he just people like lift him like Jesus almost. He just like puts him on top of the taxi. And then um he looks around at like how he's destroyed the city, he's all proud of it and stuff. And uh then it cuts to a cop interrogating him. It's like, what did this accomplish? <laughs> yeah. And I think that the him talking to the cop kind of mirrors him talking to the psychiatrist because like it's like he's trying to talk to the cop and the cop just like doesn't care what he has to say and isn't really listening to him a whole lot. Exactly. And if, if at this point, this is sort of kind of just gets to the end of the movie now where he's just like is in therapy again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And in jail. In jail, but then, but uh, but then it's like, do we realize that this is like actually happening, or is this just kind of just all made up again? Yeah, because there's like a lot of parts where you think something happened, then you realize he imagined it, and it's like, so did he actually get rescued by the mob? Was my question, and then they just caught him later, or did he just go to jail and he just imagined that, or or what exactly what? happened? Yeah, and then we see his bloody footprints, and it's just a mess. Yeah, yeah. But 
that's and the, the movie. And that's the, pretty much the movie. It kind of leaves it open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, like, thoughts about it, or just general thoughts? Um, I like, like, like I kind of said, I think kind of what makes this movie special is a lot of movies would probably end a scene multiple times, and it just goes. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable, and I think that's what makes it really great, is it kind of lingers on stuff that's really, like, nasty or uncomfortable or even disturbing sometimes. And, like, that's kind of where he is, too, because he's kind of stuck in, like, basically a world where everyone hates him and nothing ever goes his way. It kind of puts you in that world, too, where you're like, man, like, this dude's life is terrible instead of something terrible happening and it cuts to something else, you know? Like, it actually lingers with the consequences of stuff that happens to him a little bit. Exactly. Um, it's it's kind of interesting, like, kind of how this movie took in perspective of both, like, uh, political perspective, both uh, social norms, both, and, like, mental disorders and throwing that all together. Yeah. Uh, that that's what I really liked, and just kind of a different take on the Joker, because the Joker has gone in like so many different directions nowadays. Right. Yeah, you can do a lot with him. It's a very yeah yeah. Who's your favorite Joker, Adam? So I have not seen The Dark Knight in quite a while, so I can't really compare that. But I'd probably say Walking, but possibly Ledger. Makes sense. What about Jared Leto? I could take it or leave it. Okay. I personally like Joaquin or um, uh, Mark Hamill Jokers. Right. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um, now that we know how to, we basically know how to start a riot now. Yeah. So I guess we better get started. So um, I'm gonna go um, onto a fridge when when I get out. We can get this party started. Um, we should probably find it like an escape plan of some sort. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I really don't want to have to talk to psychiatrists. So. Um, maybe we could take a plane somewhere. Yeah, we could take a plane, or uh, maybe a train, actually. Yeah. Um, or that could work. Some sort of car or an automobile. Yeah, I think an automobile might be a a good yeah. option. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's your final score on the movie before we try to start this ride? Um, I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit lower than I think a lot of people and put, like, an 8 out of 10. Like, I still loved it, but I wasn't, like, 100% blown away by it. Oh, yeah, like, uh, now that I've seen it kind of multiple times, I liked, um, I liked most some parts, but I didn't like every part. So I would say about 7.5 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Okay. And maybe leaning towards 8.5. Okay, like, somewhere in, in yeah, that range, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. We'll see you in two weeks again, and hopefully Adam is good staying with us this time. Yeah, let's start a crazy riot, so so he'll leave us alone. Yeah. Maybe he will become the Joker <laughs> somehow, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time in two weeks. Peace. Peace. Stay safe.